0: Sometimes I'm like, fuck it, I'm gonna have a good time. Like, I'm not gonna, I can't, I'm for my sanity. I'm Michael Gonzalez, and this is Big Money Moves, our first official podcast. It's a big day. I'm gonna let my guy introduce himself. He's a big timer. Go ahead, my guy.
1: What's up, everybody? We're happy to be here in Orlando. We just took a four-hour drive to come see this guy. Woo! Really, really impressive everything that's going on over here. I really love seeing it from Instagram to real life to actually seeing that's a running, operating, breathing company that's alive. It's truly incredible. Something f- f- for you guys to really, really, really be proud of you and your family. So, really cool, bro. Thank you for showing me around. My name is Alex Quinn. I'm an entrepreneur. I am a crazy motherfucker. I like to do business with the really, really cool people. So, travel the world connecting with everyone. And today
0: we are in Orlando. Four hour drive to come see this guy. Yeah. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe this shit. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know, but I would do the four-hour drive for you, But you, you did,
1: bro. You All came to the... Right. He, he came, we had an event at FIU on May 8th. It was a fantastic event. Chris Delgado was there. Yeah, some guys. Shout out to Chris that. and the Go Marketing crew. <laughs> um, Guys, you got to travel to be successful, right? I for mean, sure. at the end of the day, you got to invest
0: in yourself. I think that's really important. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, if you don't have the ability to sacrifice in any sense of the business, you might as well not be an entrepreneur. Yeah, and um, whether that's time, money, energy, like I always have this like big phrase, of, like "what you give is what you get." So like, if you're not willing to give time, if you're not willing to give time, knowledge or money, these things will never really come into fruition of like the things you're going to be successful in. Yeah, because you're kind of taking from your future self if you
1: really right. think about okay. it. I mean, I, I mean, for me at least, when I started business, it was very like very materialistic, mm-hmm. uh, with a materialistic end goal so that that really screws you up that really messes everything up because you're not taking care of your future self when you're being materialistic realistically when you're being materialistic you're taking care of yourself right now and then you're not really looking ahead so it's 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 really taking care of yourself um taking care of a lot of the things that maybe we don't learn, you know, through high school or college, you know, taking care of your credit or, you know, making sure you do your taxes right and shit like that is very, very important and you pay the price unless you learn. Right. So that's why I encourage people all the time. Like, hey, you're in school, still take a course about something else. Like, stay informed, go to conferences, stuff we do. I mean, you do, you guys are traveling the country on a weekly, monthly basis, you know, Bringing not, not only bringing in more connections, but bringing in more knowledge in order for you guys to serve a better product to the people that you guys serve on a daily basis, which is your customers. So it's very important to stay on that innovative
0: vibe because all these companies we see that are not innovating are dying out. now. Right. So right. that's something yeah. that, I mean, like I always tell people like with us, with Fit Tea, like every year there was someone that was gonna either knock us out or they were gonna be the forefront person that took us out in a sense of like the detox tea market. And every year I would come up with like a new concept that would really catapult us to the following year, right? So whether that was in the beginning really being aggressive with influencers or being really aggressive with, in a sense of just Instagram marketing, or then you know pivoting as the years went on into retail. Like these pivots are what keeps you sustainable over time, but a lot of times people can't realize that you have to do those disciplines to keep a business sustainable for a long period of time. Like think about Coca-Cola, right? Like they've been around for a hundred years. Can you imagine all the adjustments and all Bro, the they've things? Been at, they've been at war with Pepsi for the whole time. And the, all the adjustments they've had to make has been... But I mean, I can't even, like, the fortitude of that. Like, think about a hundred years. Like, 50's only been around for six, and I think that's mind-blowing, like, as that's a, that's a, that's a time frame. But a hundred? You know, even 50 years. 50 years is such, like, think about the innovation that happens within that time frame and just in society alone. Coca-Cola saw the adaptation of like airplanes, you know what I mean? Like that's such a big, yeah. you know, change and to sustain a business within that. Like I can't even, even just me, you know, trying to be humble minded and like speaking humble. Um, I can't even imagine like that in a sense of 50, like in a hundred years from now, will 50 have survived that adaptation, just like how Coca-Cola kept doing. Obviously that's a very big conversation to compare us to that. But like I always get excited when we talk when I talk about people and, and pivoting in a business and trying to keep that like how do you make a brand that lasts a hundred years right like really like if we had that conversation for like the next twenty minutes uh-huh. like what would you say like the number one thing for a company would it be um, would it be obviously being sustainable is that the most important thing is it being aggressive within the market and being number one you know how do you survive you know having a brand for that long.
1: I believe that for a brand to survive that long, it's true one goal and one obsession. There's actually a good book to read about that. It's called The One Thing. For you guys that are into reading and self-development, read The One Thing. Um, mm-hmm. The one thing you need to be obsessed about is your customer. You want a repeat customer. You want a customer, and, the, and it depends on your service, right? Because maybe you're, you are have a service-based company, maybe you have a product-based company, but at the end of the day, if the, the product the person is paying for it's the best that it could be and you know it's the best that it could be and you have proper follow-up and proper marketing you're always going to have a sustainable brand because people are satisfied with your product people are seeing your product they're seeing the social proof that the product is satisfying and they're gonna to continue to purchase mm-hmm. besides that it's just gonna be research and development and innovation but as long as you have these pillars you know as long as you have these pillars you know you're gonna go through shaky moments you know I was talking about it with Kevin uh, today that um was it today yeah like, or yesterday like you need to like even if things are going good they're gonna some some days gonna come or shit's gonna get fucked up mm-hmm. and you gotta be ready for that day and you gotta mm-hmm. save for that day have a contingency plan for that day see what you gotta have organized in order for that day because it's coming right. and we know it's coming bro right. you're a business owner i'm a business owner we're all we're all business owners in this room we know that sometimes shit goes south right and we have to be ready for that but at the end of the day if that customer is happy and you're providing good product shit man like you're happy. Like look, look at people with Apple products.
0: Mm.
1: Like we love our Apple products, our iPhones, or iPads, or MacBooks. Like We trust them and we will go to great lengths and spend thousands of dollars, you know. Some people will even go do lines for, for days on end to buy a product because of how much passion they've put into that one product. If you notice when Steve Jobs um, really wanted to make innovation in the company, he stopped designing so many things and he concentrated on one thing they stopped with everything. they just, you know what let's put all everything we got onto this iPhone you know we have an iPod we have it but let's put everything we got into this iPhone and once we perfect that let's start branching out and start like but you you, you concentrate like if you put two, your eggs into many baskets yeah you, you're gonna you're gonna spread yourself thin but concentrating on that true user experience it's what's gonna keep you alive because it's gonna keep you relevant that's
0: right. like what happened with us too like with T. like for the longest I refused to put any other product into the store right like it was just 14 day and a 28 day almost for like a three-year period and without a flavor change nothing it was like this is what we have and we're gonna put like an intense focus on just Fit Tea, right this brand name and there's no other options there's no other bells and whistles this is the only thing you can purchase at the store we gave the customer less options the only sense is that they could upgrade for more of the product with more days right like 14 day versus 28 days yeah in um, that price bracket that was the only options that we gave and I feel like it really helped us, and I not mean only that, in a sense of structure to the business, because we became so obsessed with you know process. Like in the beginning, we were just filling them all by hand in this bag, just like this, and just filling them and sealing them ourselves. And over time, I go, okay, how can I do this product all internally, right, and be really hyper focused in a sense of like this is the only thing we're gonna get perfection. And obviously it took maybe like three or four years to the point where I go, Okay, this is the product. Like there's no more innovation. I don't think I can make it any more better, any more efficient. But I think that intense focus, a lot of times a lot of entrepreneurs now that I see, especially at these events, they like they go, Okay, I gotta do a million things, right? I need to have a million products in my store, I need to have, you know, fifty SKUs in my store, and there's like a lack of like intense purpose focus. Like, to the point where, like, if, it's like, I always tell people the passion that I had for 50 was in a sense of, like, Coca-Cola, I always bring that up, or Apple, because a lot of people don't think of, like, 100 years from now, because you're going to be dead, most likely, you're not going to enjoy that benefit of that product. Um, I see you everywhere. King, I'm literally the king at purchasing influence, if you think about it, right? Like, I always think that it's the opposite, like, building the product and really doing the due diligence at building something that's sellable. Right? Yep. like you can build the audience and trust but a lot of the times at least influencers are missing the sales part of a product and the ability to go like, okay I have this great audience I have all this data I can extract it in so many different ways um, but they don't have the ability to go okay I'm gonna make this thing that's not me right like it's no longer it's an entity of some sort they're not willing to do that sacrifice that sacrifice is so difficult it takes such discipline And such an obsession, you have to become completely, utterly obsessed in that, in a sense of, like, you're going to provide value that's so much greater than just the audience, right? The audience is whatever. You can purchase the audience at any time. But doing what, like, what you saw today, right? That's really hard. Like, having a manufacturing facility. Think about how many things had to go to make that a reality. Yeah. Where, I'm not not trying to say, like, building an audience is easy either, but you can purchase that in a second where building the infrastructure for a product or a business is, is a, it's a, it's a task. The foundation needs to be strong. Right. Because right. you can bring
1: that attention in through many, whether it's through paid media or whether yeah. it's through... There's a, to a thousand marketing. ways. There's a million to market. ways. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but you guys, dude, I mean, I knew about your brand even before I met you. I met you, I don't know, six, seven months ago um, through Dan Fleshman's event. Right. Um, and I remember you talking there, and I thought it was so dope, the way that you communicated with the crowd. And I was like, bro, like... It's really, really cool to see somebody be transparent about the way they they you know, they've engaged in business and go out there and actually show people, hey, look, this is what I've done, whether I fucked up or not. like This is my experience, right? Yeah. Um, and, and just before that scene, because being somebody that's in the industry, when you start seeing a brand a lot, you're like, all right, these guys are fucking killing it. You know? And if they're not killing it, they're doing a fantastic job getting in front of you. Right, right. And I remember when I put two and two together, when I met you and then when I knew about the brand, I was like, bro, these guys have been doing work for a while. And it's it's about the consistency, right. you know. You did I'm sure you didn't get scared when you first maybe did a round of influencer marketing, and maybe at one point it didn't work. Like you just mm-hmm. you just keep going, and you right. keep going, you keep going, because the results will be there as long as the product is good right. and the customer is satisfied, right. which obviously your customers are. And your organization is providing a product that is satisfying because you're continuing to run and expand. You know, every time it seems that every time that we talk, or I talk to, to Chris or anybody from the team, you guys are doing cool crazier things, and that's that momentum only comes from growth right. and, and results from your customers. Like the, like the first
0: year where I felt like, okay, we need to like, pivot from like 50, right? Yeah. Like, I was like, this opportunity for the CBD space and happy tea was like the first time I go, okay, 50 is had its, I want to say had its run, but it's not going to peak out any higher than it once was. And the excitement level for just me as a manager, I go, okay, how can I keep doing the same thing for such an enduring time? Six years is a long time. Um, and having the opportunity to pivot into something that's like this emerging market. So sometimes even if you have a winner, right, like 50 still a winner, still makes millions of dollars. But it's like the kind of thing where you is it gonna make hundreds of millions of dollars, right? No. So like even for me, who's been as disciplined uh, gratitu- at grat- a gratification delay, right? Like in a sense of like taking money out of the business, I'm kind of the king of like delaying that years on end. Like I won't even think about like taking money out. I just keep putting it in my brand, put it in my brand. For me, it doesn't even brand, exist to take money out of right. the business. Right, it's with you, Like this multi-million dollar corporation, but in reality, a lot of times it's like you're in a foxhole taking grenades and there's there's people with you. They're yeah. like, you're okay. But they're not in the foxhole taking the grenades. They're like yeah. all the way back in the, you know, fortitude area. They're yeah. totally safe. They have helmets on. Everything's gonna be fine. You're over there just yeah. like, <laughs> uh, and you try and then the, the same this the same time, you have to act like that's not happening. Right? Like, yeah. You have to act like there's nothing in a sense of you know, you know any type of danger towards a business or any type of like where there could be risk, or where you know downsizing or up or the opposite, where something is going really well. You know, it's just it's it's a very uh, roller coaster ride, and I always tell people it's the loneliest job in the world. Be careful what you wish for, too. It's not for everybody. Like I think mean, a lot of people like want to be an entrepreneur. They want to be a business owner. They want to have this like they have this idea of what it is, and I said sometimes just. Just go get a job and enjoy that job because that's better for your life. It's not a bad thing. There's nothing wrong with having a fire-ass job. I know. I say that all the time.
1: There's nothing wrong with having a fire-ass job. I I own my businesses right right now. If the right company comes along and wants me to do something that is going to change the world and I'm going to hold a high position and I'm going to change the world, you better believe I'm going to do it because I don't have an ego when it comes to that. I'm just trying to do something great and I'm trying to do something that fulfills me. Who
0: cares, man? There's great jobs out there. There's so many great jobs, people doing amazing things. Oh, my God, amazing things. Way more more inspiring than selling a bag of tea. Like, I tell people all the time, I'm like, sometimes, like, be careful what you're wishing for because you don't even know the – like, my best friend, his name is Steven. We had a conversation today. He owns the Tampa Bay Comic Con, and we were talking about just, like, employee management and, like, what goes into really doing that, and especially when it goes into scale, like, you have 30-plus – and that's in itself. Just that aspect—it's a sliver of responsibility of you know the total spectrum of a business. Yeah, that's a hard thing to do you're dealing with you know emotions, different people's personalities, people's motivations, people's egos, and how do you like you know just absorb that? So a lot of times I tell people like you know it's not a bad thing that you're not an entrepreneur. You know, like a lot of times they come to me, they have they ask for advice, and I just I'm just really honest. Like I'm like, look, maybe this isn't for you. You know what I mean? And, and that's not a bad thing. And some people are
1: really ungrateful also about their jobs because I don't think, like everybody acts like everything's okay,
0: right? And right.
1: I'm aware of this. Right. I see this. I We all know this. Right. People act like they're okay when they're not. Okay? It's, well, it's, it's always been a thing, right? Right. Sometimes things aren't what they seem and sometimes you're seeing somebody that you think is in a better situation than you. Right, right. And they're not really, they're just digging themselves into, into the ground or into debt and you may have an amazing job that you're taking for granted right. because you feel like you want to live like that person right. but that person ha- is a ticking time bomb oh yeah so you know to the people that are like complaining about their jobs or this or that like hey just you know maybe it's not the ideal situation but why don't you take a moment and look at your life right, right but do something that fulfills you right cuz that eventually Once you become so good at it and people recognize how much you love it, it's going to become
0: a business Business by itself without being forced. Right. And it's going to be natural. I mean, that's kind of how what happened to me. I was working a nine-to-five, I uh, just wasn't really happy with what I was doing, but at the same time, I was always like in this search of like, I always knew I was going to be an entrepreneur, and I always knew I was going to own like a really big business, I just always knew. And uh, I was always turning that butter, like, okay, this isn't the one, time to look for the next thing. Or, you know, keep going then I got really into like SEO and online marketing and like really got obsessed of like just like traffic yeah how do I get a person to go to a website not even a sense of conversion um, and then over time you know I got very fortunate and figured out that detox tea was the thing that was going to be for me so that was like my side hustle at first like just kind of like understanding SEO I do do SEO for some people or I'll build a website for them and that little bit of knowledge ended up being very important when I ended up really trying to jump so yeah, I agree with you. Like you don't have to. Like, quit. You don't have to quit your job. Yeah. You know, test out. You can do really small tests. Like a lot of people are like, oh, I'm gonna take a mortgage on my home. I'm like, Holy shit! Like first see if the money's there. Like taste the water and then see. Yeah, a big risk. I also big advocate on taking big risks though because oh yeah, like, I I, as far as like risk, I'm like probably the most craziest of the bunch. Cause... I remember that story. Yeah, you told the story about when I dropped a million bucks on Kylie. Bro,
1: <laughs> oh shit, yeah. one million dollars. Like, and that's and that man. was actually
0: trying to be, uh, just rounded numbers, right? Like just saying like a big number, but it was probably way more than that. It was probably way more than that. Yeah, because dude. it was like think about product, infrastructure, storage. Then it didn't. Sell. And it was based around her. It was based around her. Then like it didn't. She didn't push enough traffic. We probably had it. The I feel like I look back now. The biggest problem was we priced it. More. We had it at like $75, but the competitor was at $150. So I thought, okay, half off, right? But the, looking back, we probably should have just tried to double our money, right? We got too greedy. We probably should have just did 25 bucks, and it probably would have flew, like in the sense of like the sales. Um, and even maybe even less than that, maybe $12. Like just keep getting the, the sale. Like um, I look back, and maybe that's one of the biggest glaring problems. But then again, the product category is a very strange product. How did you, all right, so look, I'm dropping a
1: podcast, like in a week, and the topic is how to reach out to people on social media, right? Or how to reach out to people in general. How did you, what was your way
0: of reaching out to Kylie's people? Like, how did you, what was In the beginning, it was like, um, so we were like reaching out to anyone that we thought would be associated to them. Okay. And then we asked a lot of questions, like, do you know somebody in their camp? Do you know this? Do you yeah. Know, you know, who, who, but Kylie, Kylie was our first post with the production? The obviously she's a Jenner but she was the first one and we paid her 12k but this shit was like under the table like we literally took her a bag of cash and her to do the post and she did the post with glasses on and like to try to kind of hide her face because she knew she would get in trouble, trouble with her mother at the time um, and this was you know, six years ago which is crazy to think back you like, think about how old she was too she was a teenager you yeah. know what I mean like we just dropped off $13,000 in cash to this teenager but it, like, it was especially back then that post by far was the most successful post singularly that I ever did because that 13,000 probably turned into like 400k like easily so wow but yeah we got really fortunate in finding people that knew her and then over time we did things more official not under the table and now we're like kind of like much closer well at the end of the day that was
1: back in the day too and 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 the way everything has been regulated with social media advertising and how everything's been developed like the internet it's fairly new even though it's been around and it's so developed like all these laws with the advertising and this and that and you know you like look at the shit that happened with fire festival like so many things change after that too for social media so it's just been a a constant like, you're you're it's the been
0: of, uh, Jay-Z did that so you didn't have to or something like that in a sense of like I, I did that for everyone to take it so like if you were the clock six years ago like a lot of people don't know this about my history we had a deal with a department of the Better Business Bureau called the NED. The NED is called the National Advertising Division of the Better Business Bureau and uh, what they do is they regulate different types of advertising based upon corporations. And they wanted to make us an example. So we were so, obviously we're the biggest in the beginning in a sense of like all the influencers posting, but there was no rules yet. The FTC did not come out with their guidelines quite yet with like hashtag ad or disclosure. So we tried we tried our best based upon our contracts, based upon like, a lot of times we'll tell influencers, hey, put hashtag ad in your post, and they didn't think it was cool. Right? They would just put their post up and there was just so many. We had like thousands going up in a given week. So to keep management of all those posts was like impossible at the time. And uh, so we got we got made an example. So I had to go to New York, face a board, and do a whole like six months basically back and forth between attorneys and basically just come up to that we would use hashtag ad all that stress, all that stuff. For a fucking hashtag. I know it's the craziest thing because, like, I, like my biggest argument, like, I remember, like, most of the board were like older, older, older female or older male, um, like attorneys. And my argument always was like, when you watch a commercial, it doesn't say hashtag app. You're just assuming that the individual that's a celebrity within the the ad has been paid, right? You don't know if it doesn't say in the bottom of the ad that this celebrity was paid xyz right like you don't you don't know that um so i always said like i was always my argument with disclosure but yeah that was like something that we had to go through and our growing pains
1: oh my goodness my growing pains have been ridiculous people think that they're the only ones going through growing pains and it's like bro wake up we're all waking up like oh fuck i gotta do this or
0: oh fuck that like all of us of course, there's. There, there, I mean, the, during the first six months of 50, I always say it was like the hardest because like we had no infrastructure. I was literally doing everything. I would open up my eyes and right when I opened my eyes, I like back to work, right? And then literally be like four o'clock in the morning and just my body no longer could take it. And I would fall asleep on tape and shit and like wake up and have like boxes because I was packing. I was doing this. I was doing emails. It was just like the most insane six months of my life. But those growing pains—if you can take that intensity, like it'll change your whole—if you can be disciplined enough to do it every single day and say, "No, I can't go to that party. No, I can't go drinking." That's that's, that's one of the hardest parts. That's by far, especially oh, my at my, the age at the time, right? I was yeah. only, I was 26. You were trying to 25, 26. I'm 25 right now. So like that, like think about it. Like you're you're at the point of your life where you're finally getting some money in your pocket. You're finally doing things that are you're as adult as you can. Like your infancy is like really being an adult twenty five. At least that's my experience it was. Like yeah. some people obviously they're eighteen, they got to be kids in the house. Yeah. Different for me. Yeah. Um but it was like, you know, that discipline not to do all those things for a short period of time was like the most rewarding thing that's ever happened to me. So, like I tell people all the time, like if you could just sacrifice and just really put your head down and really give it your it all. It takes
1: a few weeks to see results from it takes, right, a, really? it, takes,
0: it takes a few days. Right.
1: If if you literally right now get your shit together and say, all right, during these next three days, I'm going to fuck shit up. Right. I'm gonna get my shit together. I'm gonna wake up early. I'm right. gonna, gonna get a quick workout in. I'm gonna make sure I eat good today, and I'm gonna make sure I get my work done. Put my phone down. Stop looking at Instagram. You're gonna feel great after three days, but it's so hard to right. do that. Right. There's so many distractions and wanting to right. scroll on your phone late at night, and your friends calling you, and then this and then that. But hey, man. Sooner or later, like you know, you're gonna have to do it. You know, how long are you gonna hold it off? Like I said at the beginning, when we started talking, you're taking from your future self. Right.
0: It's it's either or, right? You're taking yeah. away from the current self, right? Yeah. Like sometimes I'm like, fuck it. I'm gonna have a good time. Like I'm lacking the. Yeah. I, I mean, can't. I'm for my sanity. Yeah. I'm gonna take a TV time especially now. Back then, I was like, nah, this is like this is for the fam. I'm putting this on me. But a lot of people never get that six month discipline. Ever their whole entire life, they'll constantly say, "We're going to start a business. So I'm going to start this. I'm going to do this project. I'm going to." They're going to take that all the way to the grave. They'll never have that moment where they see, "Okay, this is really working. This is something I should go all in on. I see the bites at the end of the tunnel. I'm just going to ride this bitch." And like a lot of times, they won't even do that. They'll have all the answers, and they're like, "You know what? I'm just going to just wing it and not really put that total sacrifice." So it like it like. Bust my balls a lot of times when I see people do that because a lot of these people they have way more gifts than I had at when I started fifty in a sense of like some people like I'm, I'll meet they're like yeah I have five million followers I'm like fuck you know how many followers I had when I started Three hundred. yeah and they were like bullshit followers so you know what I mean like there was nothing really in a sense of like returning the money um, so it's it's just a it's a strange world to live in a little bit sometimes
1: I mean bro. People have to learn through their experience. You know, sometimes people try to teach us and teach us and teach us. We learn through fucking up S- some of us learn, you know, from reading other uh, mentors, but a lot of us, you know, also learn from fucking up, man, because there's no like I, I always talk about it, there's no guideline on how to be an entrepreneur. No, there isn't. Uh, it's just, you know, you're taking the learning from every situation and, and applying those skill sets you learn from either messing up or from your win and applying them to the next one and hoping that, that works and if that doesn't work. Read, is it all, it's all—it's all about data at the end of the day. Same thing for ads. Same thing for any type of campaign. You got to read the data. You got to read your own data. All right, evaluate yourself. All of your situations. Oh, all right, okay, I fucked the last five projects up. Why have they gotten fucked up? Mm-hmm. Well, maybe because this, 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 or that. And you fix it, and then you re—you got to constantly question yourself and reevaluate yourself. Did I fuck up? Did I do this? Did I do that? Because we're not always right. Right, we're not. That's why good advisors for me. Good advisors are a key thing. You know, surround yourself with people who know what you're talking about, understand your business, you know, can you give you great input, vice versa. Um, it's great.
0: It's it's, key. it's weird for me because, like, I really didn't have, like, any, like, advisors or or anyone that I, like, went to, in a sense, during the time frame when I, I wasn't being public about my stuff. It was a long period of time. Like, I was, like, the Wizard of Oz. Nobody knew who was the founder of Fitty. Nobody knew who was doing this stuff. Um, and there's pros to that, though. Right, Like, you don't get muddled by other people's thinkings. Like, I, 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 I 100% agree with you, like, having someone that can give you advice, going to someone to talk to, but I feel like the individual sometimes gets muffled by their ideologies and thoughts. Yeah. And, uh, like, with me, I'm, I feel like it was good for me that I didn't have anybody. Because I made a lot of decisions, whether they were right or wrong, that have molded me into the business kind that I currently am. Yeah that I don't think if I had someone that go, okay, don't do that, don't make that mistake, I wouldn't have really learned a lesson, right? Like now, as I keep going on this journey, and I'm trying to do bigger and bigger things, I wouldn't have been anywhere ready, or dis- uh, or at least knowledgeable in the sense of experience, um, if I had someone saying, don't do that, don't touch the hot stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get you. I get um, what you mean. But I also, at the same time, agree, you know, it's not like I was 100% isolated on an island. There's no man that's an island so, yeah no there's always there's always, always a village like, yeah there's, there's so always religion. someone that is tapping into you somehow
1: and, you, and, and you can't people. let people it I, I i speak on it all the time you can't necessarily let what people think influence your decisions right. but you could use it for 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 wisdom right. you know right. wisdom whether they're completely wrong not like you said give me the compliment back right right, right? but right. but at least you're wise enough to realize right. Right. but maybe like you said sometimes you pick up a nugget maybe you're right. You know, you gain wisdom from maybe a small speck of what they said. So it's like open-mindedness is great, but you know, it's all, you also got to limit, you know, the
0: type of yeah, you know, the type it of, of the like, information it can deter, it can deter your what you're trying to do like someone can like if I had listened to a lot of my advisors in the beginning, I would still be working at my roles, right? I could still would be working at the job that I had and it would it would have prevented me to really catapulting myself into this like huge sacrifice cuz like I tell people all the time, yeah, it's great to have a side hustle, but you're never gonna have the hundred million dollar company unless you go all the fuck in. You go, yeah. there's gonna be a day Are you're gonna see the chips are you gonna. It's not gonna be perfect. It's not gonna say you're. If you do this, you're gonna make you know a hundred million dollars. It's never gonna say that, but it might say there's some money here. Bet on it, right? Like this, yeah. this might be the one. The odds are good. The odds are good. It looks yeah. good, and you're holding all the chips. And you know what? it's time to just like and for me that's exactly what happened I quit my job I put all my money in I started taking this type I literally didn't care I was like a psychopath and I was like I'm going to do this thing and that will caught up that uncomfortable bet will catapult you to this like huge total different level than you ever would be so yeah you just have to bet big and really push forward I mean, when you're sure th- about what you're doing, whether it's you're sure that the product
1: is good or you're sure that you love what you're doing, right? it's only a matter of time. Right. It's only a matter of time. Just keep going, man.
0: Right. You had a bad year. Boo-hoo. Shut the fuck right. up. Right. So bad years we... come. It's just a season. It's just like yeah, Bad harvest. Okay. Time yeah. to adjust. This is what we did wrong. And yeah. like, do it again. And then, you know, like with us, like especially here in the, in the office, like we're kind like if you ask people like how I work. Like it's so sporadic, like some days I'm like, okay, we're gonna do this, 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 and we're gonna put it down on paper and this is what we're gonna test. And then the next week it's like, we're not gonna do this, right? Like we're gonna say no to all these things. So like a lot of times I'm not even sure where I'm driving the ship, but eventually like I hope the ship lands in a good harbor. (laughs) Um... uh,
1: so it's like. I mean, we none of us know where we're going, bro. Right. <laughs> Alright? Like, let's just do some good shit out right, here. Let's right, not right. be assholes to people. not like, kill anyone. <laughs> we didn't kill no one.
0: Good. Alright, great. Was there somebody in the door? Alright, great. Perfect.
1: <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. But it's a, it's a fun ride, bro. And it's cool to see how tangible it could become, man. How many buildings do you have out here? Uh, we have seven units. Seven units. You guys heard that. Seven units. You guys can do it too. You guys have been following this guy for a while. Now you see, you know, there's a person behind this brand. There's people behind this brand. It's very, very impressive. Stay posted to the next one because I'm sure he's going to have somebody crazy. And if it's not somebody crazy, I'm sure he's going to go on a really, really cool rant. Make sure you guys stay posted to all of the events that him and his team are pretty much attending to around the world. They're really, really educating people and changing lives with what they're doing and providing opportunity for people to grow in careers. You guys are always looking for cool talent. So make sure you guys stay posted. This is Alex Quinn, Michael Gonzalez. Big money moves. Let's get it.